Well, it feels like a morning for breaking through to me. Don't you think? It feels like a morning for stirring up the heart and worshiping the Lord. It feels like a morning for declaring truth. So I'm abandoning my sermon because I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just stirred up this morning in the spirit. You know, sometimes the people of God, we, we kind of come and we do the thing. It feels a bit like the thing this morning. I believe God wants to enlarge capacity today. I believe God wants to release faith today. I believe God wants to raise expectation today. I believe God wants to challenge his people today. I believe God wants to comfort his people. I believe God wants to release his spirit in his people today. And you know, we could just play it safe and do the sermon, but who wants to do that? I haven't given my life to doing that, friends. Let's believe for God to speak this morning, eh? Turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter something or other, 7. You know what? Um, We are in need, friends, of the power of God in our lives. We are in need of the reality of the understanding in our hearts of who God is and what he's done in us. We are in dire need of revelation of the greatness of God and his capacity to save and change lives. Friends, that's me, isn't it you this morning? Friends, we've got to get a bigger view of God in these days. Friends, this song, Revelation song, Worthy is the Lamb, man, we should be singing it on our knees because there's something about it that just proclaims the greatness of God. Friends, you know, sometimes we just got to let rip about the greatness of God in our hearts. And um, just uh, as I've been meditating this week, preparing a sermon, which I'm not going to preach, um, I, I, I just felt the Lord... Speak to me, really. Even sitting in here this morning, just, just here, from this passage in 2 Samuel chapter 7. David says, verse 18, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. When was the last time you went in and sat before the Lord? Ouch. When was the last time you didn't rely on the band or the CD or the sermon? When was the last time you sat before the Lord? That you went in somewhere and just sat and said, here, here I am, God. God, I need you. I need you above all things. God, I need to meet with you today. God, I need to know who you are. I need to know something more about who you are and, and something more about me today. God, if I don't leave here without a revelation of you, I'm sunk, Lord. You see, I believe in following Jesus all the days of my life, but there come days in my life when I just need to meet him. Every day is not like that. Some days you just walk by faith, don't you? But sometimes you just go say, God, I need you more than anything today. And David went in and sat before the Lord. That's what we do week by week. We come in and we sit before God. We're primarily sitting before God today in the house. Here I am, God, for you. And he said this, who am I, O sovereign Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? As if this were not enough in your sight, O sovereign Lord, you have spoken about the future of the house of your servant. Is this your usual way of dealing with man, O sovereign Lord? What more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O sovereign Lord, for the sake of your word and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made it known to your servant. How great you are, 
O sovereign Lord. There is no one like you. There is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth that God went out to redeem as a people for himself and to make a name for himself and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations and their gods from before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. You have established your people Israel as your very own forever. And you, Lord, have become their God. And now, Lord God, keep forever the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house. Do as you promised, so that your name will be great forever. And men will say, the Lord Almighty is God over Israel. Ha <laughs> ha! That's a passage and a half, isn't it? Yes, Dave, it's a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Three things I want to share this morning. Three, three insights that David brings. Who am I? Have you ever thought about it? Have you sat in your home with God and just thought, who am I, Lord? Who am I, God, that you would even consider me? Who am I, God, that, that somehow you would put your hand upon me? Who am I, God, that, that here in my home I can interact with the creator of the world? Who am I, Lord? See, it's a view, isn't it? It's a perspective. Who am I, Lord? And, and, and what is my family that you have put your hand upon me? See, believers, we should be filled with this sense of wonder. It should be the foundation of our lives. Who am I, God? You can, don't have to look too far back, do you, to, to look at your life and think, that's, that's what I am, Lord. If we were to go around here this morning, we would find every kind of description of our lives, every kind of adjective to describe us. Lustful, hatred, unforgiving, violent, unmerciful, selfish, self-centered, greedy, malicious. Who am I, God? Who am I, God, that you would put your hand on me? See, sometimes we spend our lives saying, where are you, God? (laughs) What's going on, God? David came and he sat before the Lord and he said, Lord, help me understand, Lord. Why on earth would you, the creator of the world, want to touch my life? I'm filled with wonder awe-struck wonder at the mention of your name. Who am I? I don't know about you, but sometimes we make an awful lot of demands for people who are nobodies. And the amazing thing about that is that David understood that he had become part of the household of God. What is my family that you're placed your hand upon me and have established me see it's an amazing thing isn't it that's why we should always come and and sing praises to the Lord why because he has made us who are nothing part of who he is I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me a sinner condemned unclean friends we need to remember this is who we were 
We need to remember, actually, man, I was far from God. We need to remember, man, I've been far from God this week, never mind years ago. Anybody else? Who am I, Lord? Who am I that you should put your hand upon me? Who am I, Lord? See, it's a different perspective. David came in and sat down. And then he says this, how great you are, O sovereign Lord. We need to remind ourselves sometimes how great he is. Amen? We need to remind ourselves that actually he's the creator of the universe. We need to remind ourselves that actually he's the one who formed this world and who watches over it and sustains it by the breath of his mouth. It's him who gives it life. Friends, if we don't believe that, we might as well go and do our, whatever we feel because we're our own gods. We have to surrender uh, in faith before the sovereign Lord. And, and David just picks it up and he says, you are so great, sovereign. How great you are. How wonderful you are. And something in his heart just begins to overflow with praise and with adoration. He begins to enlarge his view of who God is. He begins to declare the goodness of God. Friends, you know, sometimes we're going to have to come into the situations of our lives and instead of asking the mountain to move, we're going to have to remind the mountain that God is great. How great you are, God. How, how much more glorified you are than this. How, how beyond this situation, Lord, you are. Lord, I'm not looking at this. I'm looking at you. Because, Lord, I believe that your greatness covers my life. How many of us believe that today? We believe that God covers our lives. We believe that God watches over his people. And so, therefore, we come to that place. Lord, how great you are. Sovereign Lord. He begins to... Talk about him. He's sovereign. Friends, you are not at the whim of the fates of this world because God is still sovereign. You know, there are consequences and there are actions. Man alive, we've got to believe that on the day that Donald Trump's the president of the United States. How great you are, sovereign God. It's not down to men. Psalm 2 says he laughs at the kings enthroned over the earth who make their plans. Because he is God. Because he is God. You know, sometimes we just have to walk in to the presence of God and sit down and say, Lord, who am I to even come and lift my hands? You know, some of us are slow, slow to lift our hands to the Lord. Friends, who are you not to lift your hands to the mighty God? Because when you understand who he is, you start to go, you know what? This isn't about me, is it? It's about him. Who am I? And so sometimes we do these arguments with God. God, look about this, look about this. No, how great you are, God. What have you got to give thanks for God for today? What are you kindling in your heart that talks about the greatness of God? You see, when you lose that, friends, you lose the ability to live by faith and to persist and go forward because all of a sudden you become overwhelmed by all this other stuff. And you've got to step back sometimes and say, God, how great you are. I don't, I don't know about this, Lord, but I know you're great. I, I don't know where this is heading, Lord, but I know you're sovereign, Lord. I know, Lord, that you set out to redeem and to lift up. I know, God, that you restore and you give life. I know, oh God, that you drive out, Lord, demons and you drive out things that stand against you. I know, Lord, that you perform signs and miracles. So, Lord, I'm going to raise my expectation not to who, uh, who I am, but to who you are. Come on, church. See, sometimes the truth is our expectations about who we are, and it should be about how great he is. I'm preaching good this morning. I'm telling you. Some of you need to hear it, friends. 
It's all about who am I? Friends, no. You start off by who am I? I've come into the goodness of God. And then you say, how great you are, Lord. How great you are, how further, how, you are, how, how far beyond anything that I can ask or imagine. How, how further are you, Lord, than my great ability? He says, you have established your people as your very own forever. Wow, how great is God. I mean, David's talking about Israel being brought in. But friends, prophetically, he's talking about Jesus coming and establishing his people us, the church, forever in his kingdom. How great is God? Somehow in our lives, friends, we, we have to kindle the flame. We have to stir it up, the flame of the sovereignty of God over our lives. We have to remember the scriptures. I don't know about you, but sometimes we don't have to sing these songs. We have to speak them over our lives. Say, so this is who you are, God. In the midst of my life, Lord, this is who you are. It's beyond me, God. I don't understand it, Lord, but I believe it. See, too often we're trying to figure God out, aren't we? Come on. I want to put God in my little box of understanding. I don't even understand how a car works. No matter how God works. Yet, yet so often we come, and, and so sometimes we just have to step back like David does. And say, how great you are, God. I'd forgotten that about you, God. Because we do, don't we? I'd forgotten how amazing you are. I'd forgotten how you rule over the affairs of men. I was so obsessed with my life that I forgot that actually you look after the nearly six and a half billion people on the planet. And you know each one of them by name. And you even know how many hairs they have on their head. Because that's what the Bible says. You know, Lord, when a sparrow falls out of the sky. Lord, I don't understand that. It's beyond me. But it's a revelation of you that tells me that you are great. See, sometimes our quiet times need to be more about saying to God how great you are. I think the prayer lists would go down if we actually increased the size of Jesus. If we actually declared more about who God was. Because we could then say, God, you're God. I don't have to tell you about this. Lord, you know about it. How great you are. Lord, I, I leave it with you. I trust you, Lord. I bring it to you. Lord, I, I, I look to you. And then the final thing David says is this. He says, um, Lord, do as you've promised. Do as you've promised. What an amazing revelation. Who am I, Lord, that I should sit before you and find favor with you? How great you are, God. How beyond everything that we can possibly understand. Lord, how, Lord, increase my understanding of you. And then he says, Lord, do as you've promised to do. How many of you know that God's promised to work out his purposes in the world? Let's pray, do as you promised. How many of you know that he's promised to be with us and never forsake us? So let's pray, Lord, do as you promised. I'm walking through the darkness, Lord. Do as you promised, Lord. Be near to me, Lord, as you promised you would be. How many you know that he's promised to give life and healing into our bodies? Lord, do as you've promised, Lord. 
Lord, in, 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 in the situation, Lord, whether I am in distress or whether I'm content, Lord, do as you promised, Lord, because that's your word. Do as your word says. The Bible says he holds above everything his name and his word. Do as you've promised, Lord, in the situation of my life. Lord, where I'm brokenhearted, Lord, where I'm weary, where I'm following and falling behind, Lord, do as you've promised, God, because you are sovereign. See, there comes a time when the people of God have to engage faith and start to say, Lord, I stand on this. Stand on this. Lord, do as you've promised. And some of you are here today and you're carrying unfulfilled promises from God in your hearts and in your lives. And friends, I don't know uh, what they are and we could go around the spendings, but I'll tell you now, you need to come and step back and say, who am I, God, that you've put your hand upon me? Because that's the starting of blessing when God puts his hand on you. Come on, friends, some of us have come a long way to be in the house today. Some of us have come from absolute abject sin and degradation. We know that, don't we? Not many of us could look each other in the eye and have our lives recorded before one another because we've all got sin that we are ashamed of. Even us who have been in the church 50 years, perhaps especially us. Who am I, Lord? How great you are. How great you are, Lord, that you saved me from where I was. How great you are, Lord, that you set me free from slavery and from addiction and from depression and from fear and from grief. How great you are, God, that you worked in my life and stirred up my life to believe in you. Lord, do as you've promised. Pour out your blessing. Lord, fulfill your purpose. Do as you promised in my life. Lord, whatever that takes, Lord, whether it's good or bad, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, Lord, do as you've promised. Because you are God. We are your people. You are God. We are your people. Jesus. Who am I, Lord? I want you to ask yourself that question this morning. Who am I, Lord? Ask him that. David didn't ask it in that whimpering fashion. He asked it just in amazement before the Lord. Who am I that you should put your hand upon me? That you should establish me in my family? Friends, the Lord can establish you today. You're his people. Lift up your heads and declare how great you are, Lord. Over the circumstances of my life, how great you are, Lord. And then with a declaration of faith, say, Lord, do as you've promised. Do as you've promised, Lord, over my life. Break the chains, Lord. Set free. Restore, Lord, that which has been stolen or that which has been eroded. 
Do as you promised, Lord. Give life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Wonder, could we stand this morning, please? I'm not going to go on for the sake of it this morning. It's either a word from the Lord or it's not. So we're in that territory, aren't we? I just believe that.